This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's try to look at the NFL and see which teams we should be buying in on, whether it's a team that's a blue chip stock, you know, a, a stock like Apple or Google, something that's tried and true that you want to put your faith in, uh, maybe in the postseason or a team that's kind of flying under the radar that you're trying to catch it before they really take off. So, Jinx, who are some teams and players that you want to buy stock in? I keep mentioning it, and I was reading an article on him yesterday, and I'm talking about Trevor Lawrence because when he showed out against your Titans, then you say, okay, and nothing against Tennessee. I know that's your team, but they don't have a great secondary, and we know that. So he threw for 368 yards, three touchdowns, zero picks, and you think, okay, well, that's against the Titans secondary. Now do it against Dallas. Now do it against one of the best secondaries in the National Football League. And Chelsea, he did it. Four touchdowns, one pick. He has one interception in his last six games. He's thrown for 24 touchdowns, seven picks. Last year was a wash for him. We know why, Urban. What a wasted season. But now, finally, Trevor Lawrence is becoming a quarterback you can rely on week in and week out to put up big numbers. And he's about to take that next step. If he doesn't, it's going to be a huge disappointment. But, man, you talk about trending in the right way. He looks like the guy that he was supposed to be coming out of Clemson. I would buy a lot of stock in Trevor Lawrence right now. Yeah, he is playing with so much confidence. And like you said, it's not just picking apart weak secondaries. He's making those tight window throws against some of the best secondaries in the NFL. And he'll have another tough test this week against the Jets, who are actually top five against the pass. But we've seen it not being the case. Uh, the Cowboys, great secondary. He still put a bunch of points on that team. And I think the interesting discussion for the Jags is, can they still win the AFC South? Because as a Titans fan, I'm very, very nervous. Right now, the Titans minus 130 to win the AFC South at minus uh, at BetMGM, I should say. And the Jags, actually, their odds are a lot shorter than I would have imagined. The Jags are only plus 110 to win the AFC South, which should tell you something. One would think yeah. with the schedule remaining for the Titans, <laughs> oh, they have the Texans. And I believe they play the Jags coming up pretty soon as well. So I don't know. I think it's going to be a, a tough stretch uh, for the Titans I would not be shocked if it's the Jags that end up winning the AFC South. If they went out, they win it, and it's a doable schedule. Look, they get the Jets on Thursday night. Then it's a visit to the Texans. That's absolutely a winnable game. Then they host your Titans, and it's a home game. So with the way Tennessee's struggling, the Jets are, what, a one-point favorite in the Meadowlands on Thursday night? The Jags can win out. I don't know if they have enough to do it just yet, but it's all in their hands. God, that makes my stomach hurt just thinking about it. The Titans just fumbling the bag. Uh, at one point, I feel like they were like seven and four, or like had this great record. And now it's just been straight line down for my Tennessee Titans. But let's think a little bit more positively. Uh, I'm on the Jags oh, okay. as well. I'm also on the Chargers. This is a team that I feel like yeah. is going straight up because early in the season, this is a team that was injured, did not have most of their weapons, and even Justin Herbert was dealing with, what was it, a broken rib, something like that. Uh, but we have barely scratched the surface of this Chargers team, and they went against a good Titans defense last time out that I know their secondary is not the greatest, but still an overall pretty solid uh, defense and also finally got some pressure on uh, Justin Herbert in that one. So I don't think that, you know, the Chargers barely eking out a win over the Titans is necessarily a red mark in my book for this Chargers team. Still like that team moving forward. Jinx, 
Is there somebody else that you really like uh, as far as stocks go? Sure do. Like J.K. Dobbins quite a bit. And he has really come on the past couple weeks. Went for 125 last time out against the Browns. The week before that, 120 against the Steelers. And he only had 28 carries combined in those two games. So this is a guy who's not getting a big workload, but he's making the most out of it. And look, this is a guy coming out of Ohio State who was crazy talented, started off great before he got banged up. And you even turned me on to the story that he said himself, I'm not 100% just yet. I will be. I'm getting there. So just imagine this guy. I know he takes you know, hits and nicks each and every week. But overall, he's getting better. And as he gets better, the Ravens are going to need him more because that offense has been so bad. J.K. Dobbins is slowly becoming that guy that we thought he was going to be before he got injured. So I'm pretty high on what I've seen out of him. Yeah, I think this is a great example of buying stock when it's at its lowest and riding it until it gets to its peak. You know, because eventually the books are going to post higher numbers on J.K. Dobbins. But the number this past weekend was, <clears throat> what, below 50? I thought that was a great yeah. play, and I stole it from you, and I actually played it uh, on that same <laughs> wavelength. This is not one of my like teams that I wrote down, but what about Justin Fields' rushing prop? How many weeks in a row is Justin Fields' rushing prop going to cash? And the books are not going to raise the number. Did you see that one play where he ran it and dodged so many defenders en route to like a 50-yard touchdown run? Did you see this video? I did see it, and I was I, I saw that on Red Zone while it was happening, and I was like, my God. And, and of course, we know he's a great runner, but, man, when you do that, when not only are you – you're juking right and left, and you're making everyone miss, and then guys are hitting you, and you're bouncing off guys, and you just twirl and cut and then use your speed at the same time to find your way into the end zone. That's one of the most impressive runs I've seen from a quarterback in a long, long time. Man, it was brilliant. Yeah, and plus he is the the lone component of that Bears offense that keeps yeah. them in games. So I think he's still going to have the opportunity to put up big numbers on the ground because they need him to do that. Uh, and then finally for me, I think this is a team that we are both on, and this is in the sense of this is a team that I don't think anybody is going to want to face come the postseason, and that is the Cincinnati Bengals doing exactly what they did last season, starting off yeah. slow but slowly creeping in the AFC North. It is the Cincinnati Bengals, who this year have an even better defense. I know they allowed quite a few passing yards to Tom Brady, which I didn't see that coming. But still, top to bottom, it's a Bengals team that's been a little banged up. They've had games in which they didn't have Joe Mixon, had games in which they didn't have T. Higgins, but still, mm -hmm. they are cruising. Jinx, I think we're both in on the Bengals. Absolutely. They were 4-4 and four at one point. Now they've won six straight. They're 10-4, and four, and... Good on them for putting it together on defense and especially on the offensive line. Offensive line is interesting because you tend to think that you insert these pieces and immediately it should work. But offensive line consists of playing together as a team, knowing the calls, knowing each other's tendencies, backing up one another. And over the course of the season, a Bengals offensive line that they tried to improve during the offseason that looked like it wasn't going to work has become more cohesive. Joe Burrow's got more protection. You mentioned that defense. Man, Bengals look great right now. Yeah, they didn't even have a good offensive line last year, and they <laughs> went to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So now it's time to sell, sell, sell. Jinx, what are the teams and players that you don't want to trust moving forward? I'll tell you who. NFL referees, that's who I'm selling. Unbelievable. That game against the Commanders was an embarrassment 
to NFL referees. First, on, on the same series, first, you can watch the replay, and it's disgusting to watch. Terry McLaurin looks at the referee and says, am I okay? Am I good? Okay? And the referee says, yeah, you're good. You're good. You're not past the line of scrimmage. As soon as the referee tells him that, all of a sudden you see the referee reach down and grab his flag. The ball is snapped. Boom, throws the flag. He was going to throw that flag no matter what. Terry McLaurin checked with the referee. And the referee said, yeah, you're good. And then threw a flag. And then the commanders move back. Then they throw a pass into the end zone. And Curtis Samuel had Darnay Holmes draped on him like an Afghan. Both hands over the shoulder pads. These aren't even questionable calls. They're obvious calls. This is a multi-billion dollar business. And you can't get referees better than that. Embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. I'm selling the pinstripes in the NFL. Well, flip side, when have the referees been trustworthy? I feel like... Since I have been alive, oh. people have been complaining about the officiating in the NFL. I'm not sure why it hasn't gone better. Like, shouldn't these guys be treated like NFL players? If you don't make good calls, you should be cut. You should be released. Oh. I'm not sure what goes yes. on with that. Uh, but, yeah, it's not a new thing. For me, the stocks that I am selling this week would be my Tennessee Titans and also the Seahawks. 0-5 oh. oh against the spread in their last five. We talk about selling teams when they're no longer you know making us that money the seahawks one of those and also the titans one of the more injured teams in the nfl it's not looking good ryan Tannehill barely you know getting by on a busted ankle it seems so that's who i'm selling jinx who else are you selling i'm selling todd bowles he has been such a massive downgrade from bruce arians and he had one quote after the bucks lost over the weekend and remember they were down what 17 to the bengals and still lost that game and they have plenty of talent they have much of the same talent they have last year. The difference is coaching. And he said after the game, oh, once again, it was Bucks versus Bucks. Well, okay, you know what that means? That means it's on you're you. You're the coach of the you, Bucks. Yeah, you're <laughs> the coach of the Bucks. It, you are the problem, buddy. You. I'm selling Todd Bucks. It's your fault. It's like that. Have you seen that meme of the guy in the hot dog costume that's saying, we're all trying to find out who did this. And yeah, I'm pretty sure it's I think him. you should leave. Yes. Yeah, that's what I think of. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.